What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the greatest gaming podcast on the internet, the One Up Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Carl Sinclair, joined as always by my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, the chewy to my han, Jack Gibb. How you doing, brother? Hello, mate. Good. Happy Friday. It's Good Friday as well. We've been blessed this Friday. We've been blessed uh, with good gaming news. How are things on your side? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, busy, but uh, but good. Happy to be here. Happy to. Uh, Happy to talk about some gaming stuff because, like, I don't know. This week, I just feel like I haven't, I haven't talked enough about gaming stuff, so it'll be fun to talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. Let's bloody get into it then. All right, mate. Well, where do you want to start? Should we just like talk about everything and then talk about each thing individually, or do we want to tackle it one by one? Because we were blessed, ladies and gentlemen, with a Xbox Bethesda developer direct and a freaking good one at that. Just like. Before we even get into everything we got to see, just what were your whole vibe around this, around this direct? Because like I think it was better than the last one. I think they've nailed the formula, like as in basically mm. the same as last year's formula. Don't get me wrong, but like that's just, it works. It works. They've proven that it works, and I think the way they do it, like I'm trying to think, like what I'm trying to get to, right, is. I don't want to insult any games, but the caliber of games, I don't think it matters because the format is about the developers. It's about making the games. It's getting an insight to some of the innovation in the games. And it doesn't like Forza, for example, last year, right? You don't have to be a racing person, but you can appreciate that 10 minutes. You know, you can see some people working hard, making some fine art. And it's the same this year. It's like, you know, the, I, I mean, I liked all the games. Like they all looked great, but like, any of the games that I might not play in the end, I'm still sitting there appreciating the art form. You know what I mean? So I think the the format's really fucking nailed. I'm not... It's not like other one-hour shows where it's like half of it was just kind of, you know, oh, happy for those people. But like, I don't know. I feel like I was invited in to see what's happening and whether I pick up... Whether I make some purchases or not, I mean, that's, that's up to me when the games come out, I guess. But um, I think they've nailed the format. Good, good, solid show. How do you feel about it? You know, I agree. I think they do a really good job of, like, even though they, they had, like, like, well, it was crazy. Even though they had big games like, like you know, Avowed and the new Indiana Jones game in here, a game like Ara History Untold or Visions of Mana didn't feel overshadowed or got any less time than anything else, and it made all of them yeah. feel just as important as each other, which I think is important when doing something like this. And I feel like everybody got their opportunity opportunity to, to to say their their piece and i think that in itself is also a very key part as to why i enjoy this is because you you watch like these press conferences and stuff that happen around summer games and stuff like that and like they are hype as hell you know they're so good like you know you get a brand new trailer you get brand new game releases but there's something incredibly special and i might i don't know if i'm the only one i hope i'm not the only one but there's something so special about the people that are making the game telling you about it you can feel their passion and their excitement about what they're telling you which in turn fuels my excitement i think a little bit more than if just a trailer was dropped you know like if if and like if an ara trailer had dropped today i would have watched it and thought that looks cool i'll I, I might check that out when it comes out but just hearing these people talk about the intricacies and what they're doing differently and how they've tackled this sort of like take on on this genre of game and and how you know their thoughts and feelings like bleeding through and like it just got me even more excited for everything i've seen today like it just made everything more desirable to play 
which I don't think you get from just a, a trailer drop. So I like that that Xbox does this and gives the the people making the game gives them a little bit of a spotlight and a little bit of a chance for them to share their excitement with us about us getting to play it. I, I don't know. It, there's something really wholesome about it. It's yeah. so freaking wholesome. What I really appreciated about the Ara um, portion of the, the Direct was they weren't shy on acknowledging that they're sort of like entering a genre that's well filled out with beasts. You know what I mean? Like they're, yep. they're coming in there. They even name drop Civ at one point. Like they, they know they're the underdogs, I guess. Like I know, I know the developers themselves have worked on all these games and on paper probably aren't considered the underdogs, but anytime a new IP drops in these more niche genres, I mean, you've got to, you've got to wriggle your way in and make space. Right. And they just weren't, mm. I don't know. They're just like so transparent about it. Like, you know, we probably, you know, don't get me wrong. They would have probably have loved a two-hour direct dedicated to themselves, and they would not have run out of things to talk about. Like that game looks dense, but mm. the things we did see, yeah, you could see the passion. And it's, um, I don't know. Usually, this sort of information or or VDoc style video, if I think back to the Bungie, um, you know, it's reserved for the collector's edition or the YouTube channel or you know the 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 most involved fans will check that stuff out but i feel like we get a little glimpse for everyone and uh it's very much appreciated would love to see more of it but i don't know i don't know if xbox doing two or three of these shows a year would actually work i think one a year actually feels right for the amount of games they're putting out yeah yeah i think yeah i think what they did was basically i I think why this works is i feel like one games like hellblade this is sort of like their last sort of like hurrah before they come out but i think what's good is it's like it's putting a spotlight on games that will probably get lost when summer games comes around or have already come out you know what i mean like we've seen avowed like three times now like and it's changed so drastically from the first time we've seen it now we're seeing it again and this is just another way for them to get across like what the game is and probably a smarter way to do it to be honest because i feel like like i said it would just get lost with all the new games and stuff that get announced during summer and all that so it gives it a sort of spotlight before its release and doesn't overcrowd it but yeah no i i, I don't know the, the selection of games they had but they have for these things are, are really good and games that probably wouldn't get the same attention as others so yeah also, i think one at the start of the year is really good yeah and i also love this year the balance of like avowed and hellblade we've seen a lot of well, I shouldn't say we've seen a lot of Avowed, but, we've, you know, we've seen these games. They've, they've been hitting beats for years. Um, Visions of Mana, I don't know if that was already announced, but, like, that was completely new to me, so that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, that Bit was announced a... before. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, they set expectations. We've got four games to show, and then they chuck Visions of Mana in there first time on the Xbox platform. Like, that's a little nice little bonus, you know what I mean? Like, it's no expectations have been edited there. Like, that's a good thing. Um are a history untold that's a genre that i think maybe a lot of people haven't been that exposed to so great to have that there um i believe that game had also already been announced and and all that but um i feel like the deep dive was just a perfect perfect time to um bring it back out and then a reveal as well like the indiana jones reveal like the the fact that it's like two games we've had a lot of a couple of games that we need more of and a reveal like that just feels so balanced in a really like what i'm saying is like for next year if they have the luxury of choice which i doubt they will because you know the fact that we're getting five xbox games in one year is great as it is if they had the luxury of choice a couple of games that are 
you know, well announced, a game that isn't, and some games in the middle. That feels that feels great. If you could plan that, you would. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's a very good show. Um, yeah, and personally, I I think it was better than last year's because I think they've so, they sort of understand what they're doing now. Whereas last year felt definitely did feel like more of a we're trying something new. This year definitely felt like. It worked. We've refined it. Here we go. Enjoy. And and, and it, it really was, uh, really was yeah, enjoyable. The pacing this year was really nice. Like it just it was left very clean. More, if anything. Yeah, yeah, and 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 f- it was like what, like forty eight, fifty minutes, and it didn't feel like it. Like it actually nah, felt like maybe twenty five. Yeah, it felt really, really clean as far as like yeah, every if, and and at no point did I feel like anybody got more than anybody else. So like it was very well well laid out and it was very well done and yeah i easily could have sat there for another hour and watched yeah <laughs> even more games um even more developers talk about their games um but shall we talk about the games let's talk about them yeah, um, so the first game we got to see was avowed um so we got a, a proper look at avowed i would say i mean we've seen it in trailers before and no, what I, it evolved I into i now understand the what the game is you know what i mean like it this, yeah, this yeah, is a proper a reveal yeah, it's it, it. I was I was uh, during my uh, reaction. I, I was I threw so many freaking names of games out there because I just I couldn't narrow down exactly what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, it feels like Pillars of Eternity cross Elder Scrolls cross. Um, I think I threw like uh, Fallout in there at one point, and I threw something else out there. Like it, it feels like a good blending of a whole bunch of like genre defining games, and. It doesn't feel, but it doesn't feel, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't feel like too much, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't feel bloated. It feels like like there's enough in there to keep you interested. Especially seeing as we, we, we don't really see much more than that sort of desert area that they, they definitely wanted to show us this desert area. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this desert area is nice. I really want to see the other stuff. And then we got to see like concept art and everything like that of the living lands and everything. Yeah. It's very colorful. <laughs> like it looks so colorful. So it, I was a little bit confused as to why we just seen the desert for most of the Well, the to their credit, they wanted you to see the desert and then they really wanted you to see the oasis. It was really colorful and pretty. To be that's fair. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. That is very fair. Now this game no, it was, seems it was like the perfect level of dense. You know what I mean? Like just... Yeah. Yeah. Is like... I don't fully understand what it is, I guess, but now I've seen enough where it's like, okay, I'm keen to see the next trailer. Whereas I feel like the last two trailers were cool, but, you know, the first trailer, they clearly hadn't figured out what the game was. The second trailer mm. wasn't that helpful. <laughs> and this this yeah. is great. So now I'm like, ah, oh, awesome. When it shows back up in June or whatever, I'm going to pay a lot more attention now. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Game, game looks lovely. And... This isn't typically a me sort of game, but you know it's on Game Pass, so who knows? True, yeah. Games Pass is, I think, Games Pass is going to be a really good, uh, a really good place for this game, to be honest, because it's like it's got that sort of thing where people can look at it and go, "Ah, oh, it just looks like a, 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 a Elder Scrolls, a cheaper copy of Elder Scrolls, or like you know, oh, it's just the Fallout guy, the Fallout New Vegas guy's trying to do it, a fantasy game, you know, like." I feel like it, it's a real. It's one of those games where it's going to be like, try it, 
and then you know you'll probably fall in love with it so i'm glad it's on games pass i mean like everything's going to be on games pass so we don't have to stress too much about people being able to try things but no i think i think the fact that it's on there is only going to benefit the game in the long run to be honest which is is good it's great uh, I, I like that um yeah, yeah it was cool it was a nice little deep dive it was cool to see them talk about like magic weapons the um, the worlds themselves getting a look at the different environments we're going to be in um i said it was a combination of like kingdoms of amalur and elder scrolls because it's just got that vibrant colorful cartoony style that kingdoms of amalur had and it i don't know it's it's scary because it's like it's it's obviously going to be a big game. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's, gonna, it's one of those games where I'm just going to like sink Skyrim levels of time into it. So I'm super scared because I don't have Skyrim levels of time to give one game anymore because there's so many freaking games coming out all the freaking time. So this game frightens me in a way, but I am keen to check it out for sure. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's totally fair. When they started talking about like the side quests and, and uh, choices and stuff, I was like, oh man, this that's a meaty game. It, it's a i looked at it and i'm like this is dense <laughs> this is a dense boy <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long time in this one. Oh yeah um i did um but yeah i'm keen i do want to call out i mean i know we're on a podcast so we can't really show it but the key art for this game is beautiful dude and... that caught me so off guard when it was like revealed at the end it was kind of i was like i was in the middle of like trying to compile my thoughts and then they dropped that and i'm like what is going on in this game like that does not look like I think I think what's so cool is it looks so fresh. Like it, it's like it's it's a skeleton that's creepy, but it's just bursting with color, which sort of like lends How well to what we've seen. Times over the last two years, have we talked about games being like too gray and orange, and you know just too desert, too this, too that? Like this this game, I think, is offsetting some of our uh, feelings. I feel uh, like that's maybe beautiful. why the game pivoted. Well, like, this used yeah, to be doomy the, and gloomy. The and... first trailer was like, yeah, real shadowy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like Skyrim levels of like grey. And yeah. now it feels like they've pivoted and they've and it was almost like See? somebody accidentally dropped a paint can in the office and they're like <laughs> we should do some colour. I I actually when when I was watching this game, especially like around the um when you see some of the first person combat, I was actually like thinking about Sea of Thieves for a moment, because I'm like this game, like Sea of Thieves, could be like other games. You know what I mean? Sea of Thieves could be more like, you know, name a pirate game. Mm. Which, like, for example, Skull and Bones, a lot of the things and visuals in that game are exactly what you would probably dream of if you were dreaming of a pirate game, right? Like, that would be your initial thought. And and Sea of Thieves has just completely blown that pro- approach away. And I feel that the same for Avowed. Like, the category it'll inevitably fit into, it's sidestepping. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a different game. Yeah. Like, it's not a different category, but it's just a different approach, a different feeling. Uh, you know, like, I imagine if I'm playing this compared to Skyrim, I know which one a toddler will get a look at more. I'm not saying yeah. either game's for a toddler, but I'm just saying, like, you know, just visually, you know, there was still that concern about the graphics don't look good enough. I'm like... Stop worrying fine. about photorealism and fidelity. Yeah. This game looks fucking beautiful, much like Sea of Thieves. It looks great. People are, pe- yeah, dude. People like we'll touch on this later on because I feel like this is going to be, yeah, a conversation. But um, no, I agree. Like, I think it's really cool that like they are. I I shouldn't have to say it like this, but this is basically what it is. They're like 
taking a risk. Like they're doing something completely out of the box and completely different in an industry that has gotten very comfortable to being great. Because I feel like when they first showed it off, that was the risk-free version. And then Microsoft yeah. purchased them. I know Microsoft purchased them slightly before that, but like, and then the Microsoft money's come through and the Game Pass like um, tolerances, and suddenly you can take a risk. And like, we might actually, maybe we're about to see a game that Microsoft's improved. There's not many of them out there. <laughs> like, no, you, you know, no. like we've been we've been a lot of promises over the last five years, and yeah. I feel like we're actually this year going to start seeing them. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, like Forza Motorsport, they could take all the development time they wanted thanks to Microsoft. I don't know if that resulted in a better game yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's still. Whereas this year, though, I think we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Yep. And I'm yep. sure we'll touch on no. that okay. as we go. Well, uh, normally I'm the kind of guy that's like, I've seen enough. I've seen this, and I'm like, can you see more? Like, I'm oh, ready to see more. I, I would enjoy another another five ten yeah. minute showing somewhere for sure. Show me something that isn't a desert. You know what I mean? Let's see something that's not desert. Like, show me some of these sick, colorful biomes, yeah. man. I'm keen as a bean to see this. Like, like I don't need to see combat. I don't need to see it. Just show me the world. What like, about you've another got me at this point where I want to see the world. What about another two or three oases? Would that do it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cool. Right. Either, either either the the whole colorful world or a couple of oases. Let's see what they got. Oasis is oh, man. This is they can be dangerous. Gaming. They can be dangerous. I don't. I, I look. This developer direct was perfect. I don't understand what the Oasis was about. I might have to go back and watch it. I feel like I missed something. Maybe, maybe it's like maybe it was their way of being like because we have just gone over about how like they're sort of like breaking out of the 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 norms of like what these games should look like and probably be. So maybe their way of like not not giving all these people seizures was to have it in the desert. She's <laughs> like, I feel like too much color for people waiting for this game. Like, oh no! Like, they just go mental. We're about to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they they just tease it a little bit. You know, maybe that's what the you oasis. What? Maybe that's what the desert was about. Yeah, you know what? Fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, Need to see more. Launching this year, fall. Uh, so what's yeah, that? September, October, so that area. Good. Um, so good. Yeah, very keen. Very keen. Then we. You know, you know what else was funny. Is I seen this game and I thought back to uh, the podcast last week and I'm like, oh fuck, did either of us put this on the list? <laughs> this might be one. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I, I don't think either of us picked this. I'm like, maybe I'll have to wait to see a little bit more. It no, might I, be a substitute. I definitely maybe. put an Xbox game. Maybe it was Hellblade. We'll have to go back and have a look. Can't remember. Oh, man. Speaking of Hellblade. Seen some Hellblade. Oh, this was a good view. This was a good look. Like, I'm sick of seeing Hellblade gameplay, so it was <laughs> yeah. nice to see them talk a lot about, like, oh, this the world they're building, yeah, mm -hmm. their inspirations, talk more about the characters, and, and just, I don't know. It was nice to see, like, cinema interacting <laughs> with other characters rather than just, like, the voices in the head and the combat and stuff. Like, I feel like we've seen so much, but I feel like we've hardly seen character interactions and stuff like that so that was cool um Look, yeah but it was this, nice to see the whole thing after this reveal i now realize how much effort's going into this game i start to mm. question if they've even had like if it's one of those games where like all these components have really only come together in the last six months you know what i mean like it's yeah just, like oh up until this point there's been no music in the game and all of a sudden like all the music's done i don't this game is huge apparently apparently it's about the same length as the first game though yes yeah so 
and that that I think is great because the first game was a solid ten ish hours somewhere in there. I'm not looking for fifty hours of this. I'm look, like ten feels right, but the effort going into this game, oh, I think it's gonna be an amazing ten hours. Like like the quality per minute feels like it's going to the roof. Yeah, yeah. All the effort to audio, the graphics are great. Um, all the combat stuff look cool. I don't know. Just it just seems like a really uh, curated game is the word I'm going to use. Feels like every single minute has been thought about. Yep, I think it was announced way too early to be honest. But other than that, it seems like they've nailed everything else. Do you think they thought it was going to be ready earlier? Yep, because it was it was announced what in 2019. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With a decent reveal too. Yeah, it was a good reveal. It was a good reveal. Was that the same time that the fridge was announced? Like, oh, yeah. sorry, the fridge, the series. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call it the fridge. Yeah, yeah it's the outset so... of the game awards, the end of twenty nineteen. So yeah, like four and a half years between announcement and release. Yeah, I can see this being a game they thought was coming out in like twenty twenty two or something like that. I can totally see that being a thing, but like. I'm glad it didn't, because I feel like it probably could have, and they probably could have pushed something out the door. But it feels like they really have like let, um, let Ninja Theory cook, and like actually get this game to the point where they wanted to be before it goes out, not where it was in a. Because I feel like we've seen gameplay a few times before, and it's like so clearly it's been in a playable state for a while. It's been in a state where it probably could have come out, and it probably would have come out pretty bad but no it's good it feels like they've they've let it cook for the right amount of time i'm, I'm keen to see more i can't um, help but feel like this is going to be one of the best games of the generation but won't get called that just purely because like it's a little bit more on the niche side like i mm. i genuinely believe this game is going to be of the utmost highest quality of the art form like graphically audio gameplay story whatever like i honestly think it's just gonna tick every box as well as it possibly can but i, I don't know if it'll be seen that way in the history books but I, I genuinely believe like they haven't wasted a fucking second on this i don't know I yeah just, i'm really i'm really like i don't know i don't know if it's just because i like the first game maybe i'm being biased but i genuinely look at these trailers and stuff like i don't know the fact that like they've gone to the effort of making like pretty much everything in the game um, have spatial audio, like just everything, whether it's the music, whether it's the talking, the characters, the voice, like the the world, all of it. It's like that's that's so much effort. And is the payoff compared to the first game going to be worth all that effort? Like, I don't I don't even know if that's true. But the fact that it's like on Game Pass and they can take that risk and put that effort in and they got the Microsoft money. I don't know, it just doesn't feel like they're wasting any of it, you know what I mean? Mm, true. I'm just happy we got a date. That was the one thing going in that I wanted for this game was a freaking date, and we got a date. I think May if it 21st, had said if it had said it. like fall twenty twenty four, or even if it had said like spring or autumn twenty twenty four or whatever, I think they would have been like pitchforks, honestly. Yeah, I think that honestly, would have spoiled yeah, the it, whole show. It needed it needed a date on it. It needed a date on it because like the amount of times we've seen this game, it's like I don't you know what, you know what? Even if it had said freaking like april 5th 2025 i still would have been like i don't care there's a date on there's it. a date like, we know when it's coming down you know what i mean like if it had just said like fall 
summer 2024 or 2025 would have been like this is bullshit <laughs> i would have been one of those people that's like how many times are they going to show us this freaking game but it's got a date on it and it's a good date it's not it's not a long wait not you a long don't wait. have to wonder soon it's, um it could be a friday though you know it is a tuesday release which i which i don't miss at all mm-hmm. really been enjoying friday releases and yeah. it's not coming to physical disc yes don't love I that. mean, yet. Let's be honest. They're like, going to have to, right? They will have to, yeah. I think... I, th- I think the reason it's not coming to physical disc is because this is so much... This is such a hard sell. And the fact that now it's only on Xbox and PC makes it an even harder sell. Because it is one of those games where it's like... It's it's targeting a specific audience. Oh, that's a good and point. that specific audience played the first game. But the first game was available everywhere. And now it's not like it's 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 yeah i think it's safer to see how how the adoption rate is after it's been on games pass for a little bit and then you're like oh people clearly like this game let's print some copies but yeah because like that this is one of my biggest worries about this game right is this game could come out and it could flop i like this like this game like i can see this game flopping and there have been games in the past that have been absolute fucking masterpieces that have flopped because they do target a very specific or specific audience I think if you're Joe Blow who plays Call of Duty every year and you're looking for some some random games to play, I think, you, like, I don't know if you're going to pick up Hellblade 2, but I think if it's just on Games Pass and, you know, boom, you know, you've got it, download it, try it. Oh, it's pretty good. And you move on to the next one. Whereas, like, I'm sure fans who, who are keen for Hellblade 2, it'll come out on disc. I don't think it's a matter of if it's a matter of when or how they do it, um, but I think they'll do it. It's just yeah, I think I think they need to make sure that there is an audience behind the game from the get go before they think about spending money on that sort of thing. Yeah, Plus, I mean, I really hadn't thought about that, but I just looked it up. It sold a million copies the first game by twenty eighteen, and it came out in twenty seventeen. So like, uh, about a year's worth of sales was a million units. So that's that's not nothing, but it's yeah, it's probably. It's probably in the risk of not making its money back, the second one, given how much effort and yeah. time they put into it. I don't think Xbox should care, though. I think they need games like this to come out every now and then to prove the quality on the Xbox platform. Like, I I think Hellblade 2 is going to be... God, I, I hate using these words because it's so meaningless, but it's so meaningful at the same time. I think it's going to hit that PlayStation tier game. You know what I mean? Like, story, cinematics, yeah. like, all those things that PlayStation games have. I think Hellblade hit 2 is going to hit. So I don't think xbox should worry about whether it's profitable or not i think from an image point of view it's gonna do wonders but it's not until you said that that it's all starting to click into place for me this game may not make money yeah it could be a flop and that's what i'm worried about but in saying that i don't think it's i think i think financially is the only way it'll be the flop i think i think in every other term and every other you know every other aspect it's it's going to be uh, an amazing game i can't wait to play it i can't wait to i can't wait to try it um i'm keen as hell um and, I, and again i think it's gonna you know i think this is a game that people will get games pass for i think yeah that's, that's a fair call that's a fair call i think this is a this is a games pass seller i reckon i mean as is anything they've shown to be honest like everything they've shown is like something that i would i would get games pass for if i didn't already have it you know what i mean well, another interesting point about the 1 million sales by June 2018 is the game didn't come out on Xbox until just before that. So a lot of that is PlayStation players um, yep. 
So, yeah, I mean, you do the marketing, right? This might be a good seller for xCloud or something. 100%. I agree. I agree. I didn't play Hellblade 1 for a long time. I think, like, COVID was a thing. So I was real late to the party, but I won't be making that same yeah. mistake twice. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Um, so here was a surprise. Like, just randomly Square Enix came up to play. It came to play. That was, that came out of nowhere. I was like, what the hell? That's awesome. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be like Persona or something. Not Persona. Dude, they, uh, Final Fantasy or something. They like they were going to show off the DLC or something. So well. Because all the marketing was like about which developers are coming. They never said... I don't think they ever said Indiana Jones was going to be there initially. I think eventually they said like there'll be a trailer or whatever. Yeah. But if they had just said Square Enix would get a show off, the internet would have ran wild. Having yeah, true, this, true. Yeah, having this sort of just show up as a shadow drop—well, not really a shadow drop, uh, just a shadow announcement, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a very smart play, and they brought a great game by the looks of it. Looks cool. Yeah, well, in my head when I seen when I seen Square, I was like, "Sorry, I got Persona on my brain. I need to get Persona off my brain." But like, freaking three reload comes out soon, and I'm so keen. Um, I was watching a video about it this afternoon. <laughs> it's so freaking keen. Um, yeah, when Square Square's name came up, my my mind instantly went to. Oh, maybe we're going to see like the Final Fantasy DLC because I know like they dropped the first DLC, they're probably going to start hyping up the second one. I did not expect to see Visions of Mana. Like this is like the furthest from an Xbox yeah. game I could possibly think of. So the fact that it was here is like great for Xbox and just great for Square as well because they need to show the Mana game somewhere. I mean, the series has been around for like over thirty years. Like. <laughs> And I still feel like it's one of those sort of like niche fucking games. Like people are like, you, you're either a Mana fan or you're not a Mana fan yet. You know what I mean? It, it does seem smart for Square Enix as well because this is the sort of game that may have got lost in a PlayStation presentation where they're also showing off like Final Fantasy VII Part Two or something. Yeah. Like, like this might have gotten a bit squished. Whereas, um, yeah, this, I, I don't know. It feels like a win-win. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. I also think that this is also like this is just me probably reading way too into it, right? But there was that bit where they were like, "Oh, we've done this many mana games," and they started going through all the titles of mana games. I would not be surprised if at summer games they announce like all the mana games that can be played come to Game Pass. Oh, that'd be cool. Because, well, yeah, wait, you're saying the ones that can be played, so as in ones that are out in, like, the 360 era. Yeah, like, the, yeah, basically, yeah. The ones that are, like, like, because, like, they've literally just done, like, they did some remakes and stuff for Switch and all that. I can see them announcing, they're porting, like, mm. all these versions of the game that have come out so on the current, got, like, current last gen. Code. For, yeah yeah exactly easy to port and it's just like they're just coming they're just coming to games pass so like five mana games coming to games pass and then visions is coming day wonder well i was I, I don't know anything about this game franchise um but i was thinking like it's great that this is coming to xbox but it's like is that jarring for people that haven't like played any of them like i don't know like if it is then they kind of need to like put that back catalog somewhere I think the good thing about the Mana games is they... So, the Mana games were sort of like an offshoot of Final Fantasy. Like, the original... The first Mana game was supposed to be a Final Fantasy, like, like um, spin-off game. Right. But it evolved so much that it went on to become its own thing. And the beauty of the Mana games is they have things tying them together, but they are not necessarily sequels to each other. 
So each one is a really good stepping off point for somebody who wants to get him like into the series or invested into the series. You can literally play any one of them and it's a self-contained, really good story. Unless it's like, you know, unless it's like set on the box, like, oh, this one is completely connected to this one. Um, but no, like Visions will be its own self-contained story, I believe. So, I mean, that's, that's sick. Like, uh, it's, I'm glad these games are coming to Xbox, honestly. Like the fact that Persona is coming to Xbox, this is coming to Xbox. Like, that's so good. So good. It was just so cool seeing a Japanese studio or an Xbox developer direct. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of that's the sort of shit, like, I'm looking forward to seeing. Like, these studios weren't just, like, you know, Xbox America studios. Like, you had Machine Games who are out of, out of America. You know, you've had Square Enix that are outside of America. So, like, seeing more and more of this stuff is, is it's sick. Like, it's really cool. I think, it's cool. uh, I think Visions of Wonder looks great too. Yeah, there was more non-American studios at this thing than there was American studios. Yeah, it was sick. It's cool. It's yeah. good to see. I'm very happy to see. And I appreciate that for Scronix, like the, you know, they they spoke a little English, but it was like all in Japanese. Like it just, I don't know, like it was no compromise. It was just, yep. you know, yep. I appreciate it. You know, like the hello, uh, the start in English. Like that's that's great. But they didn't voice over them or anything. Just just a subtitle. I think I think that's appropriate. I think that's that keeps the quality yeah. high. Think it did well. And shows great respect. Like they yeah. man, this thing does such a good job of showing great respect to every developer. Like I feel like every developer, like, you know, was respected, got their time. No, it was just really good. It's wholesome as hell. Man, imagine though. Imagine being told like in fucking November, hey, film crew's coming through in a few weeks to film the the developer direct. It's gonna be really good. You've got to clean your desk up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah legit like i was Those actually that was on i thought like, man, they're clean they're clean they're clean real clean. um actually one of my favorite things and we can talk about it during the the ara well let's talk about ara because one of my favorite things in the whole thing happened um the so ara, ara mate the, the ara oh. one was good it was good <laughs> mate i'm 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 playing this day one i'm very excited about it but I also had my favorite be... moment when old mate opened the fridge yeah, but it turns out it's the guy that, like, fucking owns the studio or whatever. Yeah, but he's like, we started this in his garage. I'm like, of course you can come open the fucking fridge. <laughs> like, 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 but I love how the guy annoyingly turns around and is saying the one word at a time. It's like, ooh, ooh, you're, you're like, in between, like, an argument and, like, <laughs> you're like don't get fired. Like, just talk about the game. No, it was, it was very good. The Ara Man, Ara looks so good. Like, it looks so... Uh, it looks so polished already, I think. It just, it looks like such a complete game. Like, it looks like so yeah. much time and effort's gone into it, and it's like, I looked at it, and I'm like, let me play it now. <laughs> like, I want to play it now. It looks so much of fun. Games, you have to build them, and then you have to tweak the balance. Like, I think that's just two yep. different things. So, I, the game's probably, like, fucking done, but they've just had to spend a year making sure that, you know, there's no, like, I win buttons or whatever. Because this game yeah. looks complicated. Like, as in you can really do whatever the fuck you want in terms of, like, running a global empire. This might sound dumb, but when they were explaining it and how complicated it was and all the intricacies, all that did was make me more excited, I think. Like, I, I yeah, was I a Civ boy. I love Civ. And looking at this, I'm like, oh, this is a civilization on steroids. Like, I'm very keen. Like, this looks really good. But see, they've simplified a couple of things. Like, the win mechanics with yeah. the prestige points. Like, you can win with any method you like in the same game as other people. 
um, the simultaneous turns. You know, it wasn't quite explained how conflicts would be resolved. Like, I guess, I guess if you both move into the one square, then you then might after the turn ends be a a moment where you can watch the outcome or something. Like, I'm I'm very keen to learn more about how that works. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like they've taken the genre and they've just like picked a couple of the pain points and just fucking tackled them head on. Yeah, it's crazy how like this game simultaneously looks like such an evolution of what's come before, but also a really good stepping off point for new players. Like, yeah, it looks so welcoming, but like, it's I'll... got that little bit mm. of sauce in it that makes players that have probably dive d- dove into so many of these games just like like there's so much in there that I'm like that's cool, that's cool. I want to try that. That looks cool. I want to mess with that mechanic. Like, there's so much in there. But yeah, still looks really welcoming and friendly to the to the new players. And I think that like that was you could see that was their goal, and I think they've they've like nailed it on the head. So I actually can't wait to jump in and actually buy the freaking game. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty so keen because like excited. I've only when I tried jumping into Civ, I was playing with people that are like Civ people, and like you just it's just such a struggle to catch up. And you know, w- yeah. with the length of turns and stuff, like it can be a five hour session. Like you've barely had any combat and like. You know, then you come back to the next day and you've forgotten what the fuck you're doing. So I, I think I need that jumping off point. And this, yeah, yeah this, this Civ, seems all right. Civ's always been, and this is like, this is like, I'm not saying this to any, like, I'm not attacking anybody in particular, right? But Civ's that, like, Civ's always been that game to me where it's like, just got home from work. I have a couple of hours. I'm just going to do something before I go to bed. I need to do something. I'll play some Civ. All right. I'll come back to this tomorrow. And then I get up and I walk away and I come yeah. back and I pour a couple more hours into it. You know, like Civ's that like get up, walk away, come back. And, All right, let's keep going sort of game. It's like a parent's game. Uh, and, and I mean that in like, you might only have a couple of hours to game a day. You know, by the time you're actually warmed up in COD, you've got to go to bed. Whereas Civ, you can sit there and ponder over it for a few hours before, you know, you got to go change a diaper or warm up a bottle or you know, you finally get to sleep. Like, Civ's, yeah, Civ's always filled that sort of... I only have a couple of hours, but I still want to play a game sort of area for me. I love Civ. Civ's so much fun. And seeing this, I'm like, this looks even better. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't even played the thing yet, and I'm like, oh, man, this might be on my top 10 list for 2024. Like, I'm looking at like, this is pretty good. No, I'm, I'm so keen to jump in and play. Like... I'm excited, I, and I and I feel like I don't get excited for for games very often. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Look forward to continuing that discussion. I feel very similarly about you, but definitely coming from the new player's perspective, very keen to learn more uh, and, and get my hands on it. Uh, the fact that it's on Game Pass is um, if if I had to pay oh, for this so game, for I would it. be I would be like keeping an eye on it, but like yeah dude that's a big commitment for like a genre that i've like barely dabbled in but um game pass good jumping off point it's all sounding good dude this is the perfect game this is the perfect games pass game i think like you're either gonna you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it and with games pass you don't like you won't feel you don't have to feel bad Yeah, yeah you don't have to feel bad like you've you've tried it it wasn't your thing cool go download something else Whereas, like, yeah, you haven't wasted 110 bucks on a game that you just, like, don't don't vibe with. Um, but no, I'm, I'm keen as a man for this game. I would like to make two points. One, just quickly back on Hellblade. I've just been reminded, I just remembered that the game's actually a little cheaper as well uh, without the physical release. 
Like yeah, it's, not, it's not a $70 game in America. It's a $60 game. Now, we're very mm. used to paying $60 for games. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I just want to point yeah. that out. And I also want to point out with Ara, it was cool to see just a PC game at the developer direct. Yeah, that was very, very cool. Yeah. That, I, I like to see that. Showing PCs I mean, I would rather, I'd rather the game be on Xbox as well, of course. But the fact that this is a game that's of this nature like it's gonna take him a bit to port this to xbox so it yeah totally makes it's sense. probably like a matter of eventually like eventually oh, it'll get there couldn't agree more but i just they're not they're not shy about the fact that hey it can't be on xbox just yet we're still gonna show it here i'm like oh that, i like that I like that i'm um, like, yeah i'm glad they about that um how do you feel if this game came to xbox but didn't have controller support like i feel, I feel like i feel like xbox wouldn't let that happen from a policy point of view yeah but I feel like we nearly need to get there for a couple of these games. But in saying that, I mean, they brought Age of Empires 4 to Xbox with controller support. So, I mean, you know, they put enough effort in. Like, anything's possible. See, I would love to play it. You know, you say that, and I think back to, like, it was, like, a few packs ago where where there was that awesome keyboard mouse. Um, it's done by Rock. The Sova, was it called? it was literally a keyboard that you could like lay on your lap i want one of them like i feel like i'd love to gel out put it on xbox let me connect up this keyboard and mouse let me gel out on the couch while i play this game like this is such a like i feel like people would like these games more if they could just vibe on a couch but it's like you've got to sit in the freaking gaming yeah, chairs so serious <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta lean forward like these games to me are such a chill out vibe moment so if i could play it on the couch at 100 percent like if this came to 100 percent on the couch i'm pulling out a keyboard i don't care i'm going for it i want to do this i think it'd be so much fun so hopefully like i mean they probably would never let it go with like yeah, like you said, they probably would never let it launch without controller support, but I'd find a way to get a keyboard and mouse out there. You know, you know I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd sort it out. I'll build my own thing to lay on my lap. Actually, I wonder, um, like, Age of Empires for Xbox keyboard support. I wonder if that's a thing. Uh, yeah, it looks like you can... You can use a keyboard and mouse on the Age of Empires version. On Xbox. Where's it going? There's, there's, there's hope for Ara. Yeah. There's keyboard yeah. and mouse support on the Xbox version. No crossplay though. Hmm. Okay. Uh okay. I don't know why you wouldn't want crossplay, yeah, but okay. It might be a slightly different like code situation. Like as in it might might be there might be some things under the hood to make it run on Xbox or something, I'm not sure. But I remember with like Gears Five or Four or whatever it was, one of the first crossplay games, it was like input-based crossplay. So it's like it was controller players playing with controller players. Didn't matter what console or PC you're on, but it was like, like I wonder if Age of Empires if it could be like that. Well, if you've got a keyboard and mouse, then you can play against PC. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Is what it is. The fact that they brought it to Xbox is cool. I agree. I'm I'm keen. I'm oh, I'm so keen. So came for this game, Age of Empires coming to Xbox is freaking sick. And mate, I wanna I wanna I wanna tell you a story. I wanna take you on a journey, really. Take me on a journey, mate. Mate, I I'm gonna be honest. Oh man, I didn't think we were getting deep on the freaking Xbox developer direct freaking episode, but let's do it. This is something I do want to talk about on the podcast eventually, because it's just it just feels so real, right? But like gaming as a whole me personally has been feeling less and less special 
I think, as like the years have gone on. Because I mean, we're just we've gone from like getting a few select games at Christmas time to games just coming out all over the freaking year, and it's so hard to give enough time to all of them to let them, you know, to to you know sit there and sink so much time in that it becomes a part of like becomes like a core memory you know what i mean like games are just becoming harder and harder to to really enjoy right and i I think back to like times where it was like i think back to like mass effect 3 like that was a game that i followed and i was in love with and when it came out like i played it and i loved every minute of it it's one of my one of my favorite games of all time and and it like it, it enveloped me and and it was it was so special to me and, and, and I love that time. And, and, and I think of like the waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 and how that was such a part of like such a big part of my life waiting for that freaking game. But it eventually came out. It was so good. And, and I feel like the only game that's really like hit me hard are those games that like I've either waited a really long time for or uh, were based on a character that was super important to me. So like like I cried at the end of Kingdom Hearts three. I cried at the end of Spider Man PS four, and I just feel like it's it's getting like harder and harder for me to get excited for games. Like I get excited, but I feel like pure genuine hype and excitement that like that I can feel. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if I'm explaining it properly, but you know, just that that pure feeling of bliss and joy while I wait for something or get excited for something. I understand absolutely. It's. I'm not I even just, sure I feel what it would like, take at the moment for me to be as excited as I was for Halo Wars. Yeah, like, it's it's those sorts of feelings that, that you mm. just want to have, right? And, like, I feel like I haven't felt it in a long time. Like, like, Spider-Man 2 was a game that I really look forward to. But it was, like, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, man, like, this game's going to take over my life. I played it. It was done. I was so happy. It was a great game. I loved it. It was a game of the year last year, you know what I mean? It was very, it was really, really cool um it but it was also one of those games where it's like people had problems with it and i listened to those problems and i was like yeah that's true that's an issue yeah that's true that's an issue but my god i cannot explain to you the feelings i had when the freaking indiana jones music started playing and we like that trailer for indiana jones and the great circle started like it was like going back and like seeing kingdom hearts 3 for the first time or loading up mass effect 3 for the first time and just it just like i was so excited like to the point where like during the reacts i feel like i barely said anything like i was indiana jones is one of those movie franchises that I, i always put in like the same echelon to me as like star wars like it's something I grew up with. It's something that's important to me. And I feel like I love everything about it, even when it's bad, except for The Last Jedi. That's a lie. I I, I can get through The Last Jedi. I'm not one of those people. I'll still watch it to this day. Was it great? No. But my freaking God. I don't think I can explain how excited I am for Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Kyle, I... I look... Indiana Jones wasn't wasn't that strongly in my circle growing up, to be honest. I, like, if I compare it to Tomb Raider, I got into the like the Tomb Raider movies, right? If I was to compare those, I'm a Tomb Raider fan because of the games. Like, the games have dragged me into so much other pop culture. So Indiana Jones may not have been my strongest point of view. But the fucking moment it was made clear to me in that trailer that this is in canon 
and Indiana Jones looks like Harrison Ford, and it all just feels like the movies. I, I don't know. Like again, I, I might not be the biggest fan, and I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm just looking at you in the fucking eyes as I say that. But I felt what you're feeling. I am so hype for this game. I am so excited, and the and you know what? It's it's the sort of hype where is this game gonna have problems? Probably. You know what I mean? Like, don't fucking care. But I, yeah, I don't care. Like, it has that potential. Like, it's like I say about it, like certain games, right? Like, that's an eight out of ten game. That's a ten out of ten in my heart, right? <laughs> yeah. And looking at this game, I'm like, this is a ten out of ten in my heart already. Like, I just, I just, I just, I don't know what it was, but like, I was just, uh, I was so worried about this game. I was so worried about seeing this game, right? And I was so worried that it was going to be just another. It was just going to be another freaking phoned in Indiana Jones movie. Like, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is like, I am one of those people that's like, there's no bad, in, oh, I'm going to cop shit for this. There's no bad Indiana Jones movies, right? I think, personally, you can find enjoyment in all of them. I think. Like, even my least favorite one, which isn't Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, people. I know you want it to be, but it's not. Temple of Doom is my least favorite indie movie. I I just I just don't vibe with that movie as much as the other ones. Crystal Skull is down the bottom as well, don't worry. But um, I don't know, man. Just everything about this felt like felt like the game we deserved for Indiana Jones. It felt like Raiders. It felt like Last Crusade. It gave that vibe. Like and the fact that like Troy Baker is is Indiana Jones and he's doing a a pretty serviceable can't, job can't fault it can't fault like, it like <laughs> that's pretty good there were moments there where I'm like yo that could have been Harrison Ford like just like the little bit at the end of the trailer where he's like do you know how old that was like I was like that sound that 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 is indie like that is yeah, it's, you some, are capturing that right there that's what i mean like i think some moments were more Harrison Ford than others but they were yep. all Indiana Jones. They're all indie. All yeah. indie. And thank God, thank fucking God that they actually used Harrison Ford's likeness. There was this disgusting feeling in the pit of my stomach where I'm like, all we've seen so far, every little bit we've seen is a silhouette. I'm like, if they've like, it's not gonna be indie if he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. And in my mind, I'm like, I know we have the technology to do it, motherfuckers. I've like, look at look at Hellblade. The technology is out there. If he doesn't look at Harrison Ford, I'm gonna be pissed. And nah, dude, like, it just it looks like him. It it sounds like him. Every moment, I was like, oh my god. The only part that I was sort of like, oh no, was when the, like the gameplay started and it was in first person, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's in oh. I don't know about this, but then the more I thought about it and the more I seen it and then, then the more they explained it, I was kind of like, yeah, no, this makes sense. I feel like this is how it should be. Like there have been great games out there that have like blended first and third person together. And I likened it to like Deus Ex Human Revolution, which is a first person shooter. But like you get, when you're in cover, you're in third person. When you do certain things, you're in third person and you don't even think about it like at all. So I yeah. think for a game, that wants you it's like the spider-man thing right like this game wants you to say at the end of it this game makes me feel like indiana jones i feel like this is less about you 
playing as Indiana Jones as much as it is your... This is your ability to live that fantasy of being Indiana Jones. I, I think I think the first person thing was a good choice. And machine games, right? Like Wolfenstein and all that stuff. They are really good at first person. Like those Wolfenstein games, in my opinion, are like the second one in my opinion is like almost like a masterpiece. Like and I think it's hard to say that about first person shooters. Like first person shooters are that sort of game where you don't often hear the word masterpiece being thrown around. But I, I like I like I would say the Wolfenstein games done by Machine Games are like those games that are on the cusp of being masterpieces. They are they are so great. Like they they transcend what a first person shooter can be. So that also gives me so much faith that whatever Indiana Jones in the Great Circle turns out to be, that I don't think it's gonna matter to me in the slightest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love this game so freaking much. And I went to Twitter right after. I stayed the hell off. I was like, I'm staying the hell off Twitter. But I went to Twitter right after. So many people bashing it, and I'm like, man, I thought this would upset me. I just don't give a fuck. Wait, what was like? What was one complaint someone had? Um, someone who had. <laughs> I'll say what they. Someone said that this looked like a last gen game. Like that was like like that it feels like this game was left behind and like it looks like a last gen game and i'm like i don't think that at all and then i looked at their name and it was like something something gran turismo 7 ps5 in their in their <laughs> name and i'm like uh, okay cool yeah you play gran turismo 7 and you think that like uh, i wouldn't even take your advice on racing games mate like let alone freaking an indiana jones game like yeah there's a lot of people online that i think are just upset that it's not coming to playstation um and i am also upset that it's not coming to playstation because like this feels like the sort of game that i wish everyone could play uh yeah this feels again like the sort of game that you know like hellblade even if it wasn't profitable like i think it's going to do xbox more than it doesn't um yeah. man i don't know what i can add to what you've just said but i i just on the first person comment because when I realized it was a first-person game, I was also like, oh no. <laughs> 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 like, like, put all this effort in, it's a fucking first-person game? Like, no. And then they fucking explained it. And I'm like, you know what? Especially once, like, you know, like it's Harrison Ford's face. I'd be too busy looking at that motherfucker the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, I'd True. be too busy seeing what he's up yeah. to. Because, like, in some of the cutscenes, the uh, lip-syncing and stuff... I think they got a little bit more work to do. So I was a bit like, you know what? If I could see him the whole time, I might break the immersion. So I think from that point alone, I was like, okay, maybe first person's the right way to go. And then they start explaining it and how they want you to feel like Indiana Jones. And then, you know, things like traversal are still in third person and stuff. I'm like, you know what? This might be a good balance. This might be a good balance. And then when, some of the some of the gameplay though, the, like once I, because uh, you know, like in the, developer direct they kept like showing clips of the trailer some of the clips like where he's like stealthy and people are walking around i felt immersed already like i felt like i was yep. in that fucking room trying to figure out how to get out and i don't know i, I think i think it's gonna be okay i think it's gonna be all right yeah I, i'm like it's you just... i don't really care either like i'm just i'm playing this fucking game like, there's nothing oh, I'm there day one. In. oh absolutely do you know I'm what vibe night. i got from <laughs> it a lot i kept looking at it Maybe it was more of a graphics thing, I don't know. But I kept thinking about Sniper Elite 5. Now I need to go back to that. Yeah, no, that's that's actually... The graphics you know, really lined that's, up. 
because it's like because Sniper Elite is a World War II shooter and Indiana Jones and his greatest adventures oh, yeah. take place during the Second World War. Exactly. So you just get those vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well, also like Sniper Elite is one of those great freaking franchises that doesn't tie itself down to like one location. Like Sniper Elite 3 was set in Africa. Indiana Jones is in Africa. Like Sniper Elite 4. Um, oh, fuck. What was Sniper Elite 4? I forget. But like Sniper Elite 5 was in Italy and we go to Italy in the Indiana Jones game. It's like a proper globetrotting adventure. Oh my very God, excited I'm so excited. That. I'm so excited, dude. I just, oh, the way they were like, it feels like this game is, oh, like, just the way they describe it, like, the replay value of this game already sounds like it's through the roof because, like, the way they describe it is, like, you can do things differently each time you do it. Like, sure, you can pull out your pistol and you can just force your way through something, you know, but, like, you can either, you know, figure out the puzzle, force your way through. Like, you can do um enter a room and you can do it stealthily or you can go in guns blazing like you oh my god just the the thought that i can tackle so many different situations in this game differently excites me to know and i can't freaking wait plus the villain was so i don't know man but the villain was actually so cool like and i know it's like we don't get to see him very much but it's like it's that classic like it's he gave off those classic indie villain vibes like oh, the the evil nazi guy yeah, like absolutely. it's so cool oh i'm so excited Someone it reminded else. me he actually reminded me um a lot of the villain from the latest indie movie which was interesting i'm like in my mind i'm like i wonder if they took cues from that guy or they've just coincidentally sort of turned into the same sort of dude or not <laughs> uh i'm keen so my keen. second favorite part of the direct so that my first favorite was definitely the fridge moment um yeah great great moment definitely number one my second favorite moment was when the oh i can't remember what his job title was but the dude who was explaining the um different ways to play the missions in indiana jones he was like or you could get the revolver out and just you know go ham basically but then he's just like but frankly that wouldn't be being indiana jones would it or something like that like he sort of just basically said like that's not really like you could do it but that's not really how you should play the game and i'm like you know what you know, you know, I like that. I like how freak you'll be. It's like, we're giving you a choice, but I mean, there's only one way Indiana Jones would do it. <laughs> yeah, legit. Oh, it's so good. So good. A little bit at the end where Todd was stealing the idol. Yeah. Like, that, that kind of gave me a little bit of a giggle. I'm like, what are you talking about there? But no, dude, like, the fact that, yeah, this was Todd's idea as well. He pitched the game, got the game. I really like that. I like how long he's been yeah. thinking about it as well. I like that a lot. Yeah, so good. And I'm glad I that Machine just, Games got it. I would just assume that Lucasfilms or Disney or whatever was like, we need an Indiana Jones game. Who wants to do it? But yeah. this team is clearly passionate about it. Like, it was Todd's idea. Like, I don't know. That, that feels good. That feels real good. See, I feel like indie, indie sort of gets left to the wayside a lot. I think the problem is, right? And now, like, just like take a journey with me, everybody, outside the realm of video games for a minute. Something like I don't think indie makes as much money outside of the films as people think, right? Because, um, like the Indiana Jones Lego sets, they came out for the new film, but they were all based on the original trilogy of indie. Did not sell enough to warrant them doing a second run to have sets based on the new film. One set was even cancelled. Um, and honestly, it was so easy they could have literally just changed some shit around and, and bought it out. But that was cancelled. There was a line of, there was a one wave of, um, they did these Black Series equivalents to Indiana Jones. So Black Series is the Star Wars uh, equivalent of like high-end collectible figures. They did an Indiana Jones wave of that. They only did one wave. Um, and they're still on store shelves. If you want them, you can go find them. They're actually really cool. 
they, there may or may not be some in my house. I think they're really nice. Um, but like, I think. Can we get some photos on Instagram, please? Oh, mate, I'll be all over it. Um, I think they've shied away. They've shied away from doing anything like not selling some action figures. That's cool. We'll chuck them on clearance. You know what I mean? Not selling some Lego. That's fine. Lego makes billions of dollars off freaking Lego City, Lego. Um, lego star wars makes them a billion every year you know what i mean so i think they've sort of shied away from doing a video game because like if that video game fails there's nothing really for those developers to fall back on you know what i mean like they they've they've put their soul into this game but as indiana jones game just feels like such a no-brainer so i think the fact that like xbox does have it and it will come to games pass and and i feel like so many people are just going to jump on it and buy it anyway like I'm just so glad we've got an Indiana Jones game coming out. It actually looks freaking good. And even if it does fail, I feel like Machine Games is going to be fine. Xbox is going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to be okay. I, I also think... Well, I mean, you got to remember this game was pitched before Xbox, which means Bethesda needed to make money. So, like, mm. they've got to be somewhat confident in it. But I, I think, you know... I don't know if Harrison Ford's doing any more. I haven't seen the latest movie, but... Oh, he's not doing anymore. Roger that. I don't... He's like, just too old. Like, yeah, there's a great yeah. shirt. Let's see here. The thing is, though, right? Like, he's like... I don't even... I don't know his age off the top of my head. But, like, watching the new film, there's a bit at the start of the movie where he's got his shirt off, and you look at him and you're like, you're looking good. Like, you've got some <laughs> muscle definition there, mate. You could do another one. And then you get to the end of the film and you're like, oh, you poor old man. Just go rest. Don't do any more of these. You're clearly so tired, bro. Just go have a rest. Like, like it's crazy. <laughs> but maybe the way for this... Like, you know, they can obviously do things. They tried doing something in the last film, passing the baton, uh, the whip onto his, his son or, or whatever. Like, my, my point is that, that video games might be how this... this uh, franchise gets more stories that are set in the golden age of the franchise, like that are set in the forties and fifties and whatever. You know, they they if they part like let's say he his son gets to be in the next movie, it's like but this timelines push forward another twenty thirty years. Like video games might be it if this game's successful. Like this might be it. It might do the opposite of Tomb Raider and go into video game space more permanently. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna watch the new Indiana Jones movie? Do you care about spoilers? I no, I'm gonna watch it. I would prefer no spoil. I'm okay. so far behind cool. on movies from last year. Um, yep. Obviously, been a busy year, so uh, yeah, you know, I'm definitely. Let me, let me know when you. And now that this let me know is when you watched out, it, I know this is set before it. I'm pretty sure, but um, it's set in between it. Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. Yeah, righto. So it's set in between the first film and the third film because the second film it's takes place cool. before the first film. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now I'm on the right page there. Um, I love that. I don't know. I I was just expecting this to be a whole separate thing. I can't believe how in the movie storyline it is. Like, you know, it's obviously fun. it's a separate story, but um, I don't know. Like I said, if this is successful, I just feel like it's a lot they could do, assuming they've keep getting the rights to Harrison Ford's face. Honestly, honestly, his face is now in my mind. Like, ah, this like the make or break of this game. It's like, oh, well, they've, they've passed that hurdle. Yeah. And now we're good to go legit like when i seen it was harrison ford i'm like it was that it was that you know that robert daddy judy gif where he's just like <laughs> the relieved yeah, gif yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what i felt i felt that when i seen his face i was like thank god this game's gonna be amazing i, <laughs> I was the opposite man i didn't even know that was a possibility of happening 
Oh, really? Yeah, just absolutely. That's super fair. That That's super fair. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very excited. Um, and and the game looks good. Like the combat and stuff looks great. The puzzles, the the missions look cool. Um, punching Nazis is always a good thing. So yeah, very keen. Oh, and the environments look dope. And they barely so shown good. half of them. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 looks really detailed and dense and. The people making the game clearly, clearly give a fuck. I want the key art on my wall. Did you see the like the the poster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like fits right in there with those classic indie posters that I sent. I'm like, I want that on my wall. I want that right well, now. It's funny you say that because I saw that before, like when I was fucking surgery. Because I I watched this in three separate sittings today. <laughs> it's been a very busy day. Um, fair, fair. So when I went to YouTube. Uh, so I was halfway through. I went to YouTube to get back to the developer direct, and Xbox had put the trailer up as like the prime fucking spot on their channel, as you should. Um, I seen like the key art very, very briefly. Like I was deliberately not looking, but I'm like, oh, like I noticed it was Harrison Ford, and I'm like, like the fuck, like how, like why the fuck would they do that? Like, is in why would they use him in the key art? I didn't make the connection oh, yeah, that it'd be fair, him in the fair, fucking fair. game. I was just straight up like, come on this game's gonna suck like i said if they got to use his face for the poster to bring people in the door you know what i mean but um no it's, it's him in the game and the way it's revealed in the trailer and he's like heads covering his face for a little bit i'm like hang on no they fucking have it no they fucking have it and then like it's revealed it's him and then it took me it took me ages to be like oh that's not him voicing it i'm like it took me it took yeah. me a uh and tips the hat to troy baker as a compliment it took me too long to figure out it wasn't harrison ford Dude, and i'm like that 100%. is perfect and also you know harrison ford might not want to do it so like the fact that yeah. troy baker like if they do do a sequel or a few more games like i'm sure troy baker will troy will do it he'll be yeah. there he'll do it he'll be back for great circle too i'm excited already for the sequel no nah, dude. honestly when i realized it wasn't him it was when uh it, it was it was when he was talking to marcus and then it cuts to his face and, and he says, watch me or something. Or, or, or yes, I can or something. And then he like, it goes, I'm like, that's not Harrison Ford, but it's very <laughs> close to Harrison Ford. That's very, very good. Like, who could this be? And then, yeah, then it, you could cl like, I click towards him. I'm like, is that Troy Baker? And then, yeah, they go to the, like the actual developers and they just literally show, they literally like, oh, we've been in the motion capture studio and it's just Troy Baker getting thrown the fuck around and just getting, like, <laughs> thrown down and falling off shit. Like, Hell yeah. Another thing, which I really thought they were going to do, but they didn't do. And it's not that I don't like Troy Baker. I'm glad they didn't talk to Troy Baker. Like, I'm glad that he wasn't like, oh, I'm so excited to be voicing Indy and that. Like, the developer direct. I love you, Troy Baker, but I'm glad that you, like, yeah, I'm glad he's a spotlight stealer because he's just, he's so important to the video game industry now. Like, he's just such a key figure where it was like, I'm glad they just kept it to the devs. Yeah. I agree, but I'm more thinking about the immersion. Like, it's still like it's not Harrison Ford, and it's his face. And like, especially because yeah. I've just watched like Shrinking Season One not that long ago. Like, I'm very well in my mind can remember what Harrison Ford sounds like. So I'm like, if if they made any more of a point that it's Troy Baker, I think it would have started to like break the, break the immersion. immersion a little yeah. bit. So yeah, that's super fair. I full, didn't even think of that. Full respect to Troy Baker. I hope he is in every other behind the scenes and every other game ever made. But but this one, I actually just for my own personal selfishness, I just need to maybe not see any more of this game. You know what I mean? Like I, I think yeah, I'm, no, I think, I think honestly, I'm, I think yeah. I'm good to go. 
like, that's so good. I think we will. I think we'll get one more trailer before it comes no, out. We're gonna see so much more of this game, Kyle. Dude, this is Xbox's Hey PlayStation Gamers. Haven't had an Uncharted game in a while, eh? Dude, I so many people online were like, "Oh, this is a poor man's Uncharted." Without this, you don't get fucking Uncharted. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is this is but, the reason you got Uncharted. But my this, indie. But this is the thing, right? Like, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, Indiana Jones. Obviously, comparisons get made. Haven't had a Tomb Raider in a while. Uncharted's not coming out anytime soon. Like, how awesome that they're slotting in an Indiana Jones for so us. Good. Thank you very much. Oh, so good. And Dude, we get the Tomb Raider remake cool. next month to just warm ourselves up. Oh, true. That is next month. Oh, I'm keen for that. That's going to be really good, actually. Yeah. That's going to be so good. Very keen. No, dude, so excited. Can't wait. I just got. I just got to say this, all right? Like, I'm, I'm gonna give Troy Baker his his, his I'm give him his due, right? People that say Troy Baker is overrated, what more do you want this man to do? He voiced the Joker, nailed it. You know what I mean? Joel twice, nailed it. Indy, he's nailing it. Like, what more can this man do? You don't have to like him, but my golly, you have to appreciate him. You have to appreciate this guy. Like, holy shit. Like, it's crazy. Like, I love Nolan North, right? I love Nolan North a lot. But Nolan North, his character has slowly just become Nolan North. Like, I feel like he's... <laughs> Nolan North, like, it's not... It's like... Oh, it's, it's Drake from Uncharted. It's Nolan North. Oh, it's Deadpool. That's Nolan North. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he disappears into some roles. But I feel like Troy Baker's actively trying to disappear into all these roles he's doing you know what i mean and he's just he's just fucking nailing it like i just i cannot understate how much i'm like man did i think it was harrison ford when the trailer started like i was like oh yeah they even got the like they got his oh, face that like that's crazy and stuff oh, yeah and i'm so like that's good. so cool and then i listened and listened and then that's not his voice but who is that like they've done such a but good see, job like, this is something that only video games can do now look with the power of fucking CGI and AI and shit, I'm sure movies will be able to do it soon. But at the moment, as of today, you're not the, the you're not going to see later this year in cinema um, an Indiana Jones movie come out that Harrison Ford didn't work on. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this video game, you probably spent half a day in a fucking photo booth, and if that, and uh, you know what? Maybe they didn't even need him. They got that much footage of him. <laughs> They, might not they probably been. didn't, because there's 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 a scan of his face, like they've got it, like Disney have that, like yeah. for India. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. take it, like like use it, like awesome, we'll use it, we'll use it. I would See, laugh. So many questions. Only makes like a million dollars profit, and he's got in his contract that he takes like ninety percent of the profit or something. Oh my god, wouldn't that be crazy? It's like, dude? Oh uh, we god. made nothing, but Harrison Ford made more than we do. Harrison Ford made bank on this Indiana Jones game. No, I'm excited. I'm keen. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Something else that like just I haven't really been excited for in a while. And I, and I, and I, I would love to know if they're going to do like a collector's edition for this game because that's like a pickup for me straight away. Like, holy fuck! Like I need it. I needs it. Oh, so good. Oh, man, I feel like Xbox has really been dropping the ball on collector's editions. Mm, yeah a lot they, of people just aren't doing them as much as they used to and i think it's got to do with like prices going up and stuff but i now understand and agree with you for the hellblade digital only release but a collector's edition of hellblade 2 that that would be a purchase that would pop off right yeah i feel like if they do see in my mind right because like boulders gate did this 
Baldur's Gate went physical twice. It went physical with the collector's edition at the very beginning, and that was it. Right. And then, it, and now it's going physical with like a deluxe edition, which is literally made for the fans. Like, oh, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. If you, that's if you how can't. they should do it with Hellblade. Because yeah. the people buying it are the people release. that have played it. Hundred percent. And see, like, even with Game Pass and stuff, I see this. I'm like, I'm buying this. I'm buying this. This is this is needs to be on the shelf. Do you remember the Battlefield One Collector's Edition? I do, I do. The little statue guys, little satchel lit up. Yeah, he's she... pointing a gun at me. Yeah, I, I have it on my shelf actually. I'm not. Uh, anyway, it's fine. But um, my favorite part of it that it didn't come with the game. That's my favorite part. It was just a collector's edition. Didn't matter what platform you brought the game on. You then go get the collector's edition bundle. And it wasn't just some bullshit bundle. It was a legitimate collector's edition. It had playing cards and all the bullshit you would normally like fluff up the collector's edition, right? Yep. I think Xbox needs to do that, where it's like, I'm buying, I've got Game Pass, I'm not interested in buying the game, but I do have $100 to spare on the satchel of crap and the statue. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, or, hey, I wouldn't be against Xbox doing, you know, even like Halo Legendary Edition, like bring back the $200, $300 edition. But if they must scrap the game out of it, then like brings the cost of that down. You know, Game Pass. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I, they need to yeah. just retweak it a little bit, but still fucking do it. You know yeah. what, though? Oh, they I done agree. me a solid with Halo Infinite because I would have brought every drop of Collector's Edition that game came out with, and the game was not worthy of Collector's Edition. So, you no. know what? Maybe they know what they're doing. The, ne the next one will definitely have one. I think Collector's Edition need to make a resurgence, even if they're, like... Even if they're not as grand, you know what I mean? Like, not every collector's edition needs a freaking statue. You like sometimes just something from the game isn't like important enough and resonates enough with fans. Like, I think I think back to like DMC, like the reboot of, of Devil May Cry that went nowhere, unfortunately, because everybody cracked their shits. But it was actually a really good game. Like that just comes with a replica of like um, Dante's necklace. You know what I mean? And it wasn't that expensive. You know, it was like. Yeah, 150 I, bucks but it resonated so well because it's like it's something from the game it's important to the character like i, I would much rather spend the extra 60 dollars and get you know steelbook and you know a few just bits and bobs i don't know like it's got to be it's got to be decent enough that it's worth going to the shop and picking up i guess but i don't know it's got to be better than like the fucking vault edition of call of duty and things like that like that that's just disgusting like it, it needs oh, dude. Like, step it up a bit you know <sighs> COD has fallen the fuck off when it comes to that shit. Like they used to do RC and cars and night vision yeah, goggles. And night shit. vision goggles, man. Fucking, we got a mini fridge at one point. Did the mini fridge burn out two days after turning? You're like, fuck <laughs> yeah, but you didn't care. Straight through the weekend, you opened it up and then it, it made zombie noises. Like, like it was. Oh man, but don't it was worry, so Carl. good. We'll give you three guns and the battle pass progression that you can only use in season one. Yeah, fuck you, COD. Your update was shit, by the way. Everything's broken. Fix it. Um, yeah, no, I'm keen. I'm keen. I can't wait to see more from Indiana Jones. And it's nice to feel this excited about a video game again. Like, I'm hoping that this is just the start of my ah. like my falling in love with games again. But I also hope this is just the start of taking a movie and doing this level of game for it. Like, like yeah, the movie tie-in has disappeared. It is what it is. Not here to, to celebrate or complain. Just is what it is for me. But movies, a game set in the movie universe at this fucking AAA quality with the actual actors' faces. 
not that I not that I want people that do face scans for a living and whatever to be out of a job. Definitely not. But it's like Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford are the same fucking thing. Like there's no you know, like yeah. like there's no in this instance. This feels just ah, love it. Like if a John Wick game came out, I would expect Keanu Reeves' face to be on John Wick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I agree. Like I yeah. I couldn't sit there and dissociate those two things. Yeah. So if, an, if a you know it doesn't have to be his voice, although I feel like he would be up for it. If a John Wick game comes out at this level of quality and with these graphics and AAA, you know all the the big um, blockbuster assets and all that, you know I, I would love to see. I would love one of these types of games once a year, please. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'll 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 put off getting a new Wolfenstein game if you guys want to bash out a couple of Indiana Jones games, boys. I'm okay with waiting <laughs> a little bit longer. No, honestly, really good. And just to round it all up, just developer direct, very very good. Oh, like well paced, really good showing. Great game shown. If I wasn't excited about a game before coming into this, I freaking am now. Um, was really good to see an announcement, like a reveal at this thing being the gameplay for Indiana Jones. And for them to I love that they were just able to like, oh my god, I think about it. I think about like if this would just been at Summer Games, right? And the trailer drops and just everybody online arguing about first person and all that sort of stuff. The fact that legitimately right after it they explained why they did what they did and it wasn't lost like to an IGN article or something. So good. Like this is how games should be shown. This is how games should be introduced to the people that care. You know what I mean? There are people that just get up and watch the trailers and stuff and come for the directs and then they go online and they complain, keep complaining. But if you really honestly give a fuck about video games and you give a fuck about the people making the video games, these developer directs, give them a, give them a watch. Like they're really good. They do an excellent job of just maybe introducing something to you that you're like, oh my God, no. And, but the way they just explain their reasoning, explain why, and just, oh God, I just, I can't explain how excited I am for Indy. Like I'm so excited. And most of that excitement comes from the excitement of the people making it. The, like their explanations for why things are the way they are. And the fact that just being able to hear from them proves to me that this is definitely the Indiana Jones game that I have been waiting for. And I'm bloody ready for it. And I'm already starting to cry. I bloody want it now. Amen to that. Jack, and, what do uh, you have to say? Oh, Xbox nailed it. It's about fucking time. Man, well done. 10 out they, of 10. Xbox. They, well they've done. done some good things over the last few years, right? Not, not yep. disagreeing with that. They've done some great things. Yep. But they fucking nailed today. They nail really it. did. They really did. I'm not saying they have to nail it every time. I understand things come and go. You only have what you have ready. But the pacing, the types of games, like I said, some shit that's been revealed too early, some shit that's just been revealed now. Indiana Jones was announced a long time ago because that's how the movie world works. You make a deal like that and you just announce that it's been made. So, like, you know, I'm not criticizing that, but yeah. Fucking a proper reveal, proper gameplay. Every bit of criticism over the last five years, oh, there wasn't enough gameplay at this show. Well, I personally don't always agree with that, but I think I nailed it this time. I think I just fucking nailed it. The pay, oh. And there was... I wish State It wasn't play, just gameplay either. Players. What's that, sorry? Yeah. I wish State of Plays was sort of like this with some of the games that they show. See, State of Plays... State of Plays are interesting because I feel like they... Because they don't have their June showcase anymore, they've got to put all the shit somewhere. I say that really yeah. harshly. I shouldn't say that, but it's like they've got to put all their obligations somewhere. 
that's the thing, right? Like state of plays legitimately feel like, hey, we said we'd show this on a stage. Here's yeah. the stage. Enjoy. So I think today the only obligation was um the Square Onyx game. But I think that was an obligation where it's like, hey, we really fucking want that. We'll, to- yeah. we'll toss this in as well. It wasn't a it's, case it's, of, it's... oh, we have to show oh, this God. thing four times a year. Yeah. Like, it felt like a treat. I love that they made the obligation feel like a surprise. <laughs> like... Oh, well, that's the, like I said, though, the way the developer direct works, the announcement would have been, oh, and Square Enix is going to be there. Now, that would have, no offense to this game, but like, that would have set some big expectations. <laughs> yeah, legit, legit. So I'm glad they didn't, but I'm glad oh, it was they there. Managed it, expectations it well, and I feel it feels ridiculous to say because it's not their fucking job to manage our expectations necessarily, but it is their job if they want to keep us happy. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just like weird balance. Um, I think they they set expectations well, and it does help though that the Indiana Jones reveal was so fucking cool. Like as in, it helps that the product was awesome. Like if the game was just mediocre, then the whole thing probably would have fell apart at the end there. So the fact that Xbox is now churning out good games regularly i mean you know we'll probably should have that discussion again in a year's time to make sure that this year goes well but it looks like they're finally getting to that point where they have a game every quarter of high quality if that's the case then you can have a show like this every january and it fucking hits case in point very keen we're eating well this year uh i i agree with what you said though about gaming in general and i do wish to have that conversation further in the weeks to come Thank God. I was scared to say it, but man, it's been rough. But indie? Someone who's been playing 2012 StarCraft 2 a week. Um, I feel you. Yeah, that's so true. You have been too. I'm Googling it. Wings of Liberty. 2010, my bad. I think I was late to StarCraft 2. I didn't have a gaming PC in 2010, so I must have been late. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Logic dictates I was late. We had our part-time jobs and thought $13 an hour was whew, big time money. It's come a long way since then. I mean, the luxury, though. <laughs> oh, too good. Well, mate, thank you very much for joining me. I've thank enjoyed chatting games. It's been a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have enjoyed, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and do all that fun stuff wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, also, head over to one of games over on YouTube. There's been a lot of content going up um, over the last week. Yeah, good there's been a lot of stuff too. over there. I, I think, just, not just content, but good fucking content. And I've been learning a lot about games I've never heard of. Before. So thank you. Mate, I appreciate it. No, it's been fun. It's, it's been good. video game about good. console wars? Like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, dude, man, Neptunia's great. Like, too many people do not know about Neptunia. Yeah, it's actually no, insane. If you have no idea what we're talking about, um, very educational video. Give it a watch. Go and check it out. I put a lot of effort into them. Please go check them out. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it from us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, everybody.
know that they fly, know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my side, CJ Ack, now I gotta roll with ice. Cody's brothers, my guys, know that they fly, know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my side, CJ Ack, now I gotta roll with ice. <laughs>